0: Our passage this morning is taken from John 14, verses 16 to 27. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Today, I want to talk to you about how to find the courage to carry on. Today is the 13th of March, 2022. And exactly two years ago on this equivalent Sunday in 2020, Nikki came up on the stage and spoke about choosing faith over fear as the pandemic hit us. It is hard to believe that it has been two years. So much has happened in the past two years. When people come up to me and ask me the question, how are you? I think I've been simply responding, I'm still standing. It's 2022 and I'm still standing. And for that, I'm grateful. Two years on, We've witnessed and experienced so much in our world, and we would be forgiven if we felt a little bit numb. We have witnessed crisis after crisis, the crisis of the pandemic, the crisis of poverty, the crisis of racial injustice, the crisis of gender violence, the crisis of climate change, the crisis of the Afghan Afghan refugee response, the crisis in our mental health, and now the crisis and the situation with the war in Ukraine. I don't know about you, but sometimes, if I'm really honest, I have moments where I stop and I think to myself, I'm not sure I have the courage to carry on. Nelson Mandela once said, I have learnt that courage was not the absence of fear, but the triumph over it. The brave man is not he who does not feel afraid, but he who conquers that fear. It is okay to feel afraid. Courage is not the absence of fear. It is the triumph over it. Courage is what the people of Ukraine are demonstrating to us right now. Many of us are tired, exhausted, on the point of burnout maybe, heartbroken by the images we are seeing every single day on our screens. And today maybe you're feeling or thinking, God, where are you? God, can you see what is happening in our world? God, do you care? And if you remember nothing from anything I say today, I want you to remember this, God is with you, God loves you, and you are called for such a time as this. If you're here today, then technically you're still standing. God has not given up on you. He knows that you need help. He knows that you need his peace and comfort today. You are not alone. Verse 16, Jesus says, I will ask the Father to give you another advocate to help you and to be with you forever. The Spirit of truth who lives with you and will be in you. God is with you. The one who is within you, God himself, is greater than the one who is in the world. Do you know that the Father has sent you an advocate, the Holy Spirit, to fight for you? Jesus is sitting at the right hand of God right now, interceding and fighting for you. God himself walks into the rooms where no one else can. In the hospital room, as you await a diagnosis. In the head teacher's room, as you listen to the teacher talk about your child struggling in school, in the interview room when you're applying for a job, in the boardroom when the executives are breathing down your neck, in the bunker room when you fear for your life. God is with us in the trenches in our lives. And the word advocate is translated from the Greek word parakletos. Para means to come alongside. And kaleo roughly translates as legal advocate, counsellor, and comforter. God comes alongside you and he fights for you. You are not alone. As Pips mentioned, I used to practise law a U.S. immigration lawyer in the city of New York. And I've represented a lot of different people from a lot of different places. And when I studied for the New York Bar Exam, there was one provision of law that I used to print out and stick on my bedroom wall as I studied. And it was Canon 7 of the New York Lawyer's Code of Professional Responsibility. And it says that a lawyer should represent a client zealously within the bounds of the law. And I was trained by two phenomenal female lawyers who taught me basically everything I know about the law. And 10% of my cases were basically immigration, family-based immigration cases, kind of like marriage-based green cards. And when you, were, uh, when you had a lawyer represent you, your lawyer could come in you into the room when you're being interviewed by an immigration officer. So that meant that when the couple was being interviewed, questioned, and at times interrogated, if you retained counsel, that lawyer could come with you into the room. And I noticed in my practice that when a lawyer was in the room, the immigration officers knew they had to watch themselves and not cross any lines. And I, um, I, I encountered a lot of very good immigration officers who were fair and respectful. But I also saw some not so good immigration officers. And there were times when the line of questioning and the bias I saw against people from particular countries and for particular places just was not right. And when that happened, when that happened in the room, it was my job to advocate for my client zealously and fight their corner. Since I've been ordained in the Church of England as a priest, I don't get to use it so often, but I remember colleagues in New York used to tell me that I had a death glare. (laughs) And there were moments in the practice of law where I had no problem using my death glare When I saw things that just weren't right. Do you know you have a legal advocate greater than any human lawyer? You are not alone in the battles in your life. You have a legal friend in the highest place. You have a God who is on your side and fights. For you, who can walk into any room, come alongside you in any space and counsel you and guide you. That truth gives me the courage to carry on. And right now the people of Ukraine need to know that they are not alone, that we will come alongside them, that we will advocate for them, we will help them in their time of need. We will listen to them and stand with them in their heartache, in their trauma, in their turmoil, and in their chaos. And we advocate them for them with our prayers, through our financial giving, through our skills and our abilities, through our welcome and our hospitality. It takes courage to do the right thing. Jesus says in verse 18, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. And in verse 21, he says, the one who loves me will be loved by my father and I too will love them and show myself to them. Do you know how much God loves you? Do you know who you are and whose you are? I think I've spent the entirety of my life relearning rediscovering and figuring out who I am and whose I am. I am a much-loved child of God. And in my life, I find that that is the place of spiritual battle. That is the most contested area of my life, that I am a child of God and I belong to God. God. It will be a fight every single day to hold on to that truth. You were created for God. You belong to God. And you are able to have the deepest connection and intimacy with the living God. Jesus says that he is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through the Son. Jesus made a way where there seems to be no way. And I believe he can still move mountains in our lives and in our world today. Jesus laid down his life on the cross for our freedom. He purchased true peace and reconciliation with God for us by going to the cross. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. You know, the cross gives us an unshakable identity and security, which no one and nothing can ever take from you. Nothing can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Not even death or war, hardship or suffering. I remember at least one particular moment in the past two years, where I literally broke down in floods of tears. It was quite ugly crying. And I said, I just don't have anything left to give. I've reached the end of myself. And in that moment of tiredness and brokenness, I felt this still, small voice rise up within me. And I felt God say to me, I love you. And my love for you will never run out. It will go on and on and on and on. So don't be afraid and don't give up. I'm not sure who needs to hear that today that God will never give up on you, that his love for you will never run dry. When we reach the end of ourselves, that is often where God steps in and takes over. Maybe today you're saying to God, God, I need you to take over. Where you end is where God begins. You know, knowing that I am a child of God, deeply loved, deeply known, has been the source of my courage in the past two years. It is the sole reason I'm still standing. Jesus says in verse 12, "'Very truly I tell you, "'whoever believes in me will do the works "'I have been doing, "'and they will do even greater things than these "'because I am going to the Father.'" you have been called for such a time as this. I find these words of Jesus fascinating. How could anyone possibly do greater things than Jesus? But I believe Jesus is alive and he's still at work today through the power of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of truth which is so needed in our world amongst all the misinformation, deception and lies out there. We need the Holy Spirit to be poured out in order for us to continue the earthly work, ministry and mission of Jesus. There is so much going on in our world today, but ultimately it is all about God's kingdom. The people of God together the church are called to reveal the compassion of God, to liberate people from fear, to fight against injustice, to help those in need, to be carriers of peace and hope in a dark and weary world, and to never stop talking about Jesus. But I honestly don't think it's possible for us to do this on our own. I know it's not possible for us to do this by our own strength, with our own intellect, or our own willpower, our own strategy and innovation. I believe at this time, we need a supernatural anointing from the Spirit of God who is with us today. If God is calling you, He is going to equip you. Revival has been described as a community saturated with God. And revival involves renewal, restoration, refreshing, and awakening. This has been part of HTB's story, that God has done it before, and he can do it again. And that is our prayer. Do it again. Do it again. On the 28th of January, 2022, I was asked to go on a small gathering of church leaders outside of London for 24 hours. And um, if I'm honest, I was a little bit tired and I had very low expectations and I wasn't sure what to expect, but I knew I um, I just needed something. And, but the whole time I was thinking about, I'm gonna spend 24 hours out of London and I've got so much work to do. And I'm thinking about when I get back to London, all the work I'm gonna to have to catch up on. And actually for the first 20 hours of this gathering, it was fine and, um, and then something happened. In the last session of our time together as a group of church leaders, there was a time of ministry led by John and Ellie Mumford, who are the leaders of the Vineyard Church movement. And they led a time of ministry. They prayed, come Holy Spirit. And I was sitting at the back of the room watching what was happening. And I stood there and I thought, oh, okay. Let's see what happens to everyone else. (laughs) I just wanted to stand in the back. Um, And John Mumford kind of looked across the room and he kind of looked in my direction. And then he kind of went. And I, I was like, and he said, and I said. <laughs> so I was like, uh, okay. So I made my way to the front of the room. And he, um, he just stood on my left. And he, he just very gently said, the spirit is on you. And I looked at him and I said, Oh, really? <laughs> and he said, yes. And so um, I just kind of closed my eyes, I opened my hands, and I and I just wanted to receive. And as I stood there, it, it started very gently. It was actually very still. And we waited. And it started with just this overwhelming sense of peace as I stood there. And then my hands started to tremble. And my arms began to shake. And then something began to fill my body. And um, it, I don't know, I'm generally quite quiet, but I suddenly became very loud. And I, I just felt this presence. I felt something rise within me. And basically it, it felt quite undignified. And um, the louder it got, the more I was like, oh gosh, there's so many people in the room I wonder what their thinking's going on. I was totally in control, but it it felt like the Spirit of God was filling me. And in my mind, I said to myself, God, if this is you, I don't care what anyone else in the room thinks. I just want you. I just need you. I need you to fill me I need you to refresh me. I need you to empower me. I need you to equip me for what it is that you want me to do. And it felt like power. It felt like I was being clothed with power on, from, from, some, from, from heaven. And actually, um, as John was kind of praying over me, The sense that I got was that I felt so seen by God. And everything John prayed simply affirmed the voice of God that I hear within me. God is with us. His spirit lives within you. He is never going to leave us alone. We don't have to be afraid. The poet laureate Simon Armitage wrote a poem recently called Resistance in response to the situation in Ukraine. And in the last paragraph of this poem, he writes this. It's war again. An air raid siren can't fully mute the cathedral bells. Let's call that hope. The source of my hope and courage is found in the person of Jesus. He is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. He rules and he reigns and his kingdom is unshakable. And our prayer today is that Jesus, the Prince of Peace, would bring peace and justice in Ukraine today. That he would protect women and children and that he would pour out his spirit in a dark and troubled world. Jesus says in verse 27, and I believe he's saying that to you today. My peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.